Hello, you're listening to the Estasio Fashion Podcast. I am your host, Presence, and today this episode is for Year 13s and Year 12s. Today's guest is Vidisha, who is a new Year 13, and I just finished Year 13, so we had a chat about A levels, time management. How hard we push ourselves, if we push ourselves too hard or not enough, what to do, stress, applying to uni, admissions tests, being embarrassed about not getting into the one you want, or Oxbridge, Cambridge, the pressure at school, surrounding yourself with really smart people, mental health, and also how to overcome feeling embarrassed about asking questions. I used to be super scared just asking a question in class, so we talked about that, and all sorts of juicy A-level content. If you enjoy it, then please share it with any year 12s, year 13s that you know, and please give a review on Apple podcast. Super appreciate that to help this baby grow. And yeah, let's get into it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of It Starts With Action. Today, I have a special guest with me, Adisha. Um, So you go to school which is basically next to me I think we're neighbours we're neighbours and Vidisha's in year 12 I'm in year 13 just finished year 13 going to uni this year and I thought it would be a great time to chat about upcoming year 13 and how year 12 was like and just everything about school mental health stress exams university all of that good stuff I guess <laughs> but um, yeah thank you so much for coming um, and could you just tell us a bit about yourself? Thank you so much for having me this is absolutely amazing um, my name is Vidisha I am in year 12 at the moment and I'm supposed to be applying to university this October which is terrifying um, I'm hoping to apply to med so that's scary and there's I'm currently revising for entrance exams and all sorts so that's currently mm. what's going on. How has like COVID affected you in terms of like year 12 and everything? It's been hard. Um, I think it's very different in a classroom to be sitting there and a teacher to be, um, you know, physically in front of you, being able to ask any questions and actually having to pay attention the whole time. Um, <laughs> I think it's really easy to get distracted at home. And I just think, you know, you feel so isolated. I know that in sixth form, usually we have common rooms. Um, I know you do at your school as well. Yeah. And it's just such a, it's just so refreshing. Even if you've had a really difficult lesson to just go and sit in the common room with everyone, just have a chat, That's have a true. little rant, have a cry sometimes, <laughs> you yeah. know, just everyone just get together and talk about how things are going. But during COVID, you're kind of just by yourself in your room having to deal with everything. So it's not really ideal, but um, everyone's everyone's going through their own different you know difficulties so we deal with it so how did how did you deal with it um I think FaceTime has been great just keeping in touch with friends um just checking in with everyone once in a while just asking you know is everything okay um and most importantly making time to talk to people because I think we often have this misconception that oh you know I'll catch up with so and so when I'm free or when I have time I don't think that ever happens really because we're always so busy. We're always, you know, doing one thing and then doing the next thing. And um, yeah, just scheduling in time specifically to talk to friends or just to look after yourself or do things for yourself, just specifically scheduling in time has been really helpful. Yeah, I agree. I think for me, I kind of just like had my mind just set on like exams. So like social life, nah, I just, I don't care about <laughs> social life. So I literally, yeah, I spent just all day either in the library, including lunch. I, I've, I'm sorry if anyone knows me in the school, I never had lunch with you guys. <laughs> I was literally just 
like I think thinking about I was just so yeah I just didn't not talk to anyone actively just focused all on revision and stuff I mean it paid off but would you change that would you change that if you were to go back I think I would like I think like because just the like the memory I have about a level I mean for me a level was just the hardest two years I just really hated it mm-hmm. um and like I don't have much memory of like spending time with people with friends schoolmates it was all just in the library or in lessons and then exams tests so and it's the same for my old school and primary school <laughs> at every school I went to it's just there's no there's no memory of me with other people it's always just me alone studying um, and so yeah if I could change it then I would um, but yeah how about you how have you found like talking to people help um I think naturally I'm, I'm just really I'm not I wouldn't say I'm just extroverted I think that's quite positive word positive word I'm a chatterbox I talk to mm. anyone and everyone <laughs> about everything um so yeah I think I've I've kind of been the opposite I I talk all the time um but yeah sometimes I think it, it's hard to keep a balance sometimes because you do definitely want to have um you know it's great to have a social life and to talk to people all the time but I think it's what's really hard is when you're talking to people or your friends are chilling in the common room and you know mm. like oh I have I have a test tomorrow I should probably go and revise upstairs so you know yeah. you do have to kind of pull yourself away but um yeah I think being social has just kind of helped in a lot of ways. How have you find balancing it all then, like time management and all that? So it has that been okay, like especially now that you have, like I find it so much harder to control myself at home, <laughs> revision and stuff at school. There's like a routine stuff. So how have you found that? I don't know if you've seen. I think there's like this meme where it's like you can only have two things: grades, sleep, or social life. And once you once you have two of them, you have to let go of the third one. And <laughs> I think um, until year 12, I definitely felt that. I felt like I could only have two of those things. Um, mm. The thing which worked best for me, I actually saw this on a YouTube video. Um, do you watch Ibsmo by any chance? Yeah, I used to. I used to. haven't watched them for a while. Okay. Um, basically, for those who are listening and don't know, Ibsmo is what you call a study tuber. Weird, I know. Um, <laughs> but he came up. Well, I don't know if he came up with it, but he um, kind of pushed this thing on his channel where he said, schedule in your eight hours of sleep before everything else. And I think this is a mistake that I made I made a lot and I wish I hadn't done this. And I think a lot of people do this once they start to get you know lots of different responsibilities. But the first thing I do is I schedule in eight hours of sleep. Doesn't matter how much work I have. I have to make it work around eight, maybe if it's an exam season seven, but I'm not getting less than seven hours of sleep. Um, And I think for me, that's just made me so much more energetic when I wake up and I'm doing things more efficiently. I feel like there's no point working long hours if, you know, you're not, you could, you could have finished that task in 15 minutes, but you just spent two hours doing it, you know? So I think just getting sleep and being actually awake um, has been really, really helpful. And yeah, so just prioritizing everything, making sure I'm awake. And yeah, I think that's really, really helped me. So like how much work would you do like at home? Or? I think right now is tricky because I have entrance exams um, for mm. uni. So I'm obviously doing a lot more than I would have normally. Um, usually when, I mean, when we were in school, I would just do as much as I could in my freeze 
Um, and then I would come home and maybe consolidate or go over something that I didn't really understand. And then after dinner, just have the evening off to myself to watch TV or do anything I wanted. Um, but yeah, that's what I try and do. At the beginning, though, it was horrific. I was terrible at time management. I went to literally every single society in the school. I don't take A-level physics. I went to physics society. Um, I, did not, I don't know. I just said... Everyone everyone always says, make sure you say yes to everything. Say yes to everything. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take that on board this year. I'm going to say yes to everything. Um, and I went so overboard that I literally barely got any sleep. Um, I was on about five hours of sleep a night because I was just constantly trying to balance so much. And then I think I realized um, that's not right. And, you know, your sleep and you should come first and then everything else comes after. So it's got better with time. <laughs> Yeah, it kind of reminds me because um, from what I've heard about your school, it's quite intense. From what I heard. There's quite a lot of stuff that teachers like, give you to do. So has there been any like pressure from your school about just applying for a certain uni or like, working super hard, getting certain grades? Or like what kind of what, what was your school like? Mm, honestly, I think it really is what you make of it. Um, I feel like personally um, I'm a lot more worried about myself and my uni options than my teachers are um, I'm just a lot more like oh you know I need these grades and I need to do this and my teachers are like okay relax it's gonna be okay um, <laughs> but that's you know <laughs> I think it really depends on the kind of person you are um, and it's you know it, it depends on are you do you stress a lot? How are you doing currently? It does depend. But in general, I'd say yes, it is quite intense. And I think what makes it so intense is not really the, it's not just the teachers, I think, because um, I, I go to a grammar school and, you know, so do you. And everyone, everyone's just really smart. Um, so I think that is the reason it's so intense sometimes, because sometimes when you think you've done well, and then you find out that everybody else literally did the same or better, it's kind of like, oh, um, and you feel like you literally feel like you're behind all the time, um, even though you're not. I think those things make it uh, more intense, but it's not really, I don't think it comes from the teachers as much. I think it's just the fact that everyone is so smart, which is a good thing. It's a good thing because mm -hmm. it does push you, but um, yeah, it's probably because of that. So what would you tell a year 12 who isn't surrounded by people who are all super smart and driven and it's just them in an environment where because I have a friend who kind of had that where he was the only one who was whose goal was a Russell Group University everyone else was just didn't really care about uni at all how would if there's someone listening who's going through this what advice would you give them to just you do you do you <laughs> um I think it's it's completely natural for your friends to have different um ambitions or aims not everyone wants to go to uni and that's fine I just say try and connect with people through different ways. So LinkedIn, for example, is a great example. Um, connect with people, connect with people like Presence who are really yeah. inspiring and, <laughs> and who do want to do academic things. So try and find people in different ways. Also, I think YouTube is great. There are so many um, YouTubers at different unis, like we talked about Ibsmo, who's at Cambridge. Um, there's someone called Unjaded Jade, and she's also really academic. There are so many um, people um, on YouTube who are talking about their academic life and how they're balancing everything. So I think if you can just surround yourself in some kind of way with um, 
people who have similar ambitions or goals to you, then it, it can still work. It doesn't have to be just in school. I think there are so many different ways, especially with technology now. Mm. I really like that you said that because like, like a topic we always go back to is just how important people like the people you surround yourself yeah like how important they impact you so it's you know if you don't have that environment or if you can't really find someone online then YouTube even if you don't know the person just seeing them definitely YouTube, working hard or like doing crazy stuff that also motivates you um definitely. it's definitely did for me in terms of like people who I don't think I will meet or I mean the goal is but like super successful people already one day yeah Lewis has in fact theory if you ever listen to this it's gonna be crazy but like they inspire me so much and I they don't even know who I am um but I just know them through YouTube and it's because of them that I just have the vision I have and just believe that I can do it because there's someone out there who's actually done it as well um so yeah I agree to kind of make sure you have a list of people who you aspire to be or who motivate you even though if you don't know them it's still important to yeah have that environment I would say yeah and also just um seeing people do what you want to in the future so for example if you want to go to Oxbridge maybe seeing someone who's an um Ox- Oxford student doing the course that you want to do on YouTube doing daily vlogs you know going into the Bodleian library or whatever just seeing that I think just makes it so much more real and so much more tangible um than ever before because to me personally before anyway um I I always considered like Oxbridge and all of these things as some some far away mysterious magical land you know the world of Harry Potter or something (laughs) it just (laughs) I didn't know what it was like because I didn't know anyone that I didn't know anyone that went there I didn't even no one in my family does medicine or anything so it was always this kind of far away thing but honestly um on LinkedIn um seeing so many talking to so many doctors talking to so many medical students and on YouTube just seeing what being a doctor or being a medical student is all about um I think has just been so helpful and it's just made it seem so much more real and I think mm-hmm. it does it does push you and it does drive you because you look at them you look at their daily vlogs and you think you know that's where that I want to have that life one day I want to I want to be able to do that so definitely I think it's it's so so helpful yeah I'll be doing vlogs during LSE just saying if you ever want to follow me on, on YouTube although it's like very I don't know like I mean I, I feel like the only reason I'm starting YouTube is because I feel like it'll be so cool to look back 10 years to like I feel like the university memory is going to be it's, it's going to be good so it's I'm going to vlog it just saying yes. anyone yes. <laughs> but, um, <Do> it. <laughs> but why like why did you choose medicine I'm interested because it's like I really when my friends said they're going to do medicine I was like wow like I wish I could say I would love to do it but honestly it's six years it's intense Mm -hmm. in a hospital you're seeing people suffer and you are like basically heroes sacrificing your sleep (laughs) for (laughs) other people how like what made you decide medicine when like no one in your family did it okay um to begin with, I never wanted to do medicine. I thought I, I, I didn't really have an interest in it to begin with because obviously I no one in my family did it, so I never really considered it um, as a potential, you know, career prospect to go down. Um, and then when I started to look into different careers, just in school, I started picking out different aspects of things which I liked. So at one point, I was interested in law because I thought, oh, I want to get people justice. I want to help people. 
Um, and then I had an interest in computer science because and um, I just thought, oh, I really like problem solving. Um, I really like, you know, taking a puzzle and breaking it down and doing all these different things. So then I thought I like business. I, I thought I love talking to people. I just love having conversations. And then I think it hit me in year 10. Um, and I specifically remember this is going to sound so nerdy now, but oh, well, um, <laughs> we were it's sitting fine. down in a biology lesson. And we just started learning about the brain. Up to this point, the only thing we'd done in science was like diffusion. Um, so I thought that's all science was. And I didn't really have that much of an interest in it. And then we started learning about the brain. And then we learned about this case. Um, it was like this man who had, um, you know, a pole put put through his brain in an accident or something. And it, it changed. Yes, yes. It was, yeah, it was that case. Um, the classic that everyone learns in year 10 biology (laughs) I learned it in psychology (laughs) I would not psychology if I could like yeah I didn't like I I didn't take any sciences I'm so bad at sciences (laughs) yeah don't talk to me about any (laughs) but yeah sorry um yeah so just learning about that case and for me it was just this I don't know it was kind of like a eureka moment where I connected what we learned in class and then seeing the condition, I was like, whoa, this condition, like the parts of the brain and then the ball went through. Oh, and I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. And then we mm-hmm. got set this piece of homework to go and research one interesting brain condition. I went and researched like so much. I was, I went crazy. I was like, I found it so cool. I just kept researching and researching. And then I thought, you know, this is actually something I enjoy learning about. Um, yeah, so it was just after doing the extra research that I realized that for me, learning about something like that is what I would find interesting. And I think to add to that, um, it was also when I did research on these other things like law, business, computer science. It was when I did the extra reading, I kind of felt, okay, it's interesting, but I don't think I could do this forever. Um, so I think that's how I came to the realization of medicine as a potential career. Mm. Yeah, I think for people who are thinking like just kind of lost in terms of what they want to do, don't just use A-levels to guide your decision. Make sure you no. actually be outside. <laughs> you really explore everything there is that's not about A-level to really understand what it's about. But um, So would you, would that, why medicine in terms of like medicine, not like neuroscience or specifically the brain? Oh, okay. So medicine, I think because I... I want I want to be a doctor basically. Um I just want to do something where I can talk to people on a daily basis where I'm helping people on a daily basis. And I think I really felt that when I did some work experience. Um I think that also really helped just seeing just seeing the kind of lifestyle that a GP had for example. Um what a GP went through on a typical day. I just thought it was something that really appealed to me. Um my parents both work, you know, office jobs and I wouldn't count it as work experience, just seeing uh, how they work, but I knew that I, it just wasn't for me to sit at a desk um, from nine to five. Like I needed something where I was talking to people, um, you know, a social job. And it was through work experience that I realized that, you know, this is the kind of job that I want to go into. Mm. Yeah, um, I'm not exactly looking forward to an office job either. But I don't know what's going to happen with me. <laughs> but um yeah. So what? Um, so what's happening now in terms of uh, like how's your mental health doing and just uh, you ready for what's to come? Okay. Mental health wise, I think overall 
there is an upward trend, but we do have dips here and there. Um, and that's okay. I think everyone, everyone has dips, especially like right now in lockdown. Um, it's not, it's not been easy at all, but, um, I think it's getting better. And I think it's just learning to be kind to yourself. Um, I think that's been really, really helpful. Just learning to take a few minutes out each day to just not do anything or just to sit and watch a film um, has been really good. And yeah, my mental health is getting better. Um, it, it does get really stressful at points, but it, it's getting there. And in terms of year 13, I am really scared, actually. Uh, I don't really know what to think because every time I think about it, even the time scales for me seem so scary because... Um, with year 11, it was just GCSEs at the end. That's it. With year 13, it's like, okay, BMAT in, I think it's in November, BMAT in November, personal statement due in October, SAQ due one week after, mocks in January, interviews in December. And it just sounds so stressful. I don't know how you cope. That is true. I feel I was just lucky that I, well, I did, a, I did apply to Oxford, but I got rejected pre-interview. So well, even though I prepared for the interview before rejection, but um, yeah, so I agree with like, especially medicine. Honestly, like you guys are very like I think well, every, not just Oxford, but most unis have interviews, which is mm -hmm. extra stressful. But, um, yeah, I don't even. I'll be completely honest. I don't know how I went through it. It just how I did you just, do it? I I on I will say like. I so I think I was so stressed like I just say year 12s don't have a summer holiday right <laughs> kind of <laughs> like all preparing for you know personal statements and admissions tests so yeah I didn't have a summer holiday just focused all on that and then just you know I really don't remember I just remember just never taking a break and it got to basically just near near exam time before exams were cancelled my I was literally like my brain was just on fire <laughs> I just felt uh, I just oh, no. at that point I just didn't care I think I pushed myself a bit too much so if anyone listening is already pushing themselves in the beginning of year 12 slow down yeah because <laughs> you will slow down and then slowly slowly build up um because I think the last few months it's kind of like because like you, A levels are what kind of determines if you're going to go to uni. Yeah. So for me, I was just like, I have to do my best, um, and I didn't care about sleep. I didn't care about anything because also I was kind of behind on my maths. So I had to get an A star in maths, but I was getting an A, and I just couldn't pass that A star. Um, so when exams were around the corner, I was like, no, 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 no. I I have to get I have to get this A star. So just give it like just heads down all day no sleep hardly any sleep or like four or five hours um, and then exams were cancelled so no one ever saw that so I have to say it out just so that someone listens that I did do some work <laughs> no one saw that um but um yeah I would I don't know I would I would say like I'm so bad at giving advice especially year 13 did advice. you ever did you ever feel burnt out yeah I felt burnt out every week I think just but again I think I'm someone who pushes myself a bit too much and so actually my goal is to really balance learn how to balance during uni and just not be a alcoholic. Yeah. although I heard LSE everyone is so I don't know but um <laughs> yeah I think definitely my regret is not even taking breaks at lunch just not even 
going down to see my friends for lunch and just continuing studying and then after school go home and continue to study um I regret that a lot and I don't think I think it led to burnout and it kind of led me to like just not focus during the during like revision um so I do think maybe that if I took some breaks it would actually help <laughs> so I would say yeah year 30 maybe take shorter breaks but more breaks one thing one thing which I find really helpful in terms of taking breaks because I've never really well in the past I never really understood how to take breaks because people would always just say you know make sure you take breaks whilst you study so that you're more productive but what does that what do you do in the break what does that mean how do I just take a break and make sure I'm actually refreshed by the time I get back Um, for me one thing that really worked is having 45 minutes of work and then 15 minutes of break or 50 minutes of work and 10 minutes of break and doing a few cycles of those. And then after a few cycles, just actually taking a break for half an hour, an hour. Um, Mm. I think that that has worked really, really well. And also one more thing, um, if anyone is listening to this and if if you're anything like me, you will just take your break where you are sitting, like, um, you're on your desk, you're working, okay, it's time for a break, and you just sit there and do something else, or you check your phone. That is not the way to take a break. It will just make you so much more stressed out. I think the best way that I found taking breaks was actually getting up off of where yeah. I was sitting and going, like, just get yourself out of wherever you're studying. Um, yeah. It, it does refresh you a lot more when you come back. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would say just do something completely different, just, like, maybe... <sighs> just put I don't know I don't revise I don't revise with music but um and then when I take breaks I just like put some loud music that makes me <laughs> move around and just like get my blood pumping and then yeah sit back down let's go again <laughs> but um I think when you're like I don't know I feel like just time time just flies so crazy that you'll you'll you just it's gonna be hard it's gonna be intense but I think because you always have the goal in mind in terms of I know why I'm doing this, I'm doing this because I want to get to this uni or I want to get this grade. And then before you know it, exams or like well, or exams have been cancelled, you'd never know. But like just time's just gonna fly like fly by. Um and so I think yeah, the biggest advice I would give for year thirteens is to not give up, <laughs> kind of. Ask yourself every day you know are you giving what are you like are you doing enough so that when results day comes you would know that you're not going to have any regrets that Mm. you've done your best while taking care of yourself like not pushing yourself too much not going too crazy but are you doing enough to get to where you want to be and are you like I guess there are are two, two groups of people some people really do push themselves a lot and like the brink um, and don't give themselves rest and then other people just feel like they're like tell themselves they're doing a lot but actually they're not yeah uh, and so be honest with yourself in terms of where like are you doing enough to get to where you want to be and also I guess one thing about just like talking to different year 12s they are afraid or they think they won't get in a certain uni so they decide to not apply at all like just just because they don't think they're going to get in so what are your thoughts on that um I think okay I think it really depends on if if you've got the grades if for example if you if you if I knew that I wasn't going to meet the requirement for university based on my score for their entrance exam or something like I knew beforehand that it wasn't possible 
then of course I try and tailor my um, my university choices towards universities I think would be more likely to um, you know give me an offer but I don't think I think you just never know until you try um, you know I, I just think you you don't know if you can get into a certain university if you don't if you don't actually apply so I just say go for it do it believe in yourself and try your best because otherwise you might look back in five years time and be like oh what if I actually could have gone here what if I had just applied it doesn't hurt to apply I think so keep your I would say keep your options open um and go for it what would you say yeah no I I love the I love the what if phrase it's like probably the worst phrase you know like you know (laughs) what if that happened what if this happened just if you don't apply then the answer is like it's definitely a rejection definitely a no so you have definitely at least a one percent chance of a yes if you apply then not apply I kind of but yeah definitely I agree that people like if you if you have a tiny bit of like desire to apply for some challenging universe that you think is impossible I would say go for it <laughs> just do it um and if you need a sign and this is a sign this is the sign go just go in the fly um because you never know what can happen honestly never know what can happen but um yeah school I'm just I'm, I'm actually really sick of school <laughs> I'm just so tired of school um when do you start uni September 20th I think yeah I'm excited for uni. I think uni is going to be more balanced. But A levels, I'm just so done. <laughs> uh, one thing though, one thing is right now. Um, I think year twelves, as you said, year twelves literally have no summer, um, no summer holidays. Yeah. It's just you have you have way too much to get done to be taking a summer holiday. One thing I would say to anyone listening who is going into year twelve is please don't just leave everything until the summer. Um, I think one misconception I had, and one thing a lot of people in the year above told me, which I wish I hadn't listened to, was that, oh, EPQ, just do it in the summer. Or, oh, wider reading, you can just do it in the summer. No, don't leave things for the summer. Do it once you have the chance. If It's never too early to start thinking about what you want to put in your personal statement. It's never too early to you know, to start looking into universities because all these tiny little things like, oh, mm. I need to look into these and oh I need to write my first draft all these small things you need to do like they definitely add up um and it becomes a list of like a hundred tiny things that I need to finish by the end of the summer um so oh it's just it's just yeah, so I, difficult yeah I like I did 20 personal statement drafts which is a bit crazy oh my god <laughs> um, yeah I think since lockdown I've been talking to more like people in the industry and just people who are in work and they all tell me how like university the university you go to isn't that important unless you like really want a specific specific job Mm. um but it's about starting out and just developing skills that you learn yourself that's not in uni just doing something your own doing a project that is what stand that helps you stand out and your attitude I think I talked to someone who interviews people in I don't know bank or somewhere they like what they care about the most is the attitude you come in with and not exactly how you answer the questions. Um, and so the university you go to really shouldn't, shouldn't, it shouldn't lead, it shouldn't give you too much stress like it did for me. Literally just, I was just had so many just 
yeah, burnouts and just and just panic attacks just because of yeah, thinking about uni and exams and like okay, I, like okay, I got in to a really good uni and I'm really proud and really happy. But at the same time, learning like this lockdown, learning everything, I just realized it's not worth it. It's not worth all the stress. Um, and it's like definitely aim for the best of the best if you want to, but don't let that take your life in a way during you yeah. during yeah A levels. Um, what was the question again? I was thinking of something. Uh, <laughs> I'm so bad at this. I just haven't talked about. I, have, I keep listening to like year 12s talking about their experience but then I kind of forgot my whole experience I don't even I just, it went by so quick and I guess a lot like I just haven't thought of my uni like yeah A-level stuff since yeah I forgot everything that I learned during A-level it's a bit sad but, um, I'm kind of scared of it going too quick I'm scared that by the time I'll just be doing all these different things then I'll be like oh my god it's like two days until my A-levels I'll just be you know everything is just gonna go so fast and before I know it I would have finished year 13 and to me that's so scary yeah definitely so I think when I guess if you kind of like for some people they say you know I have a lot of time it's fine I can you know do my personal statement in the summer yeah I I started my personal statement I think in April April oh wow well I guess yeah again again guys I was a bit crazy but um I think I started looking at like planning out my what I was gonna add in it in April and then like doing stuff along so in a way it was good because I wasn't I think I finished my personal statement in September ish but I was early and I was prepared because I like to be ahead in terms of I like to finish stuff before the deadline um and like doing everything consistently and not a lot every day even though I kind of did a lot of different things every day but like a lot and like I think the key really for like year 13 is to make sure you're consistent um and not like consistent with also looking back at year 12 stuff because you're gonna learn new stuff and then I kind of I think for psychology i literally forgot like 80 percent of year 12 stuff by the end of um by the end of year 13 psychology so it's like cramming all the years 12 stuff so really I think having a plan in terms of how you're gonna like drip feed the year 12 content during like your revision would be a good idea which I didn't I'm so bad at timetables it's a bit ridiculous I make so many I spend so much time making all these pretty timetables me and too. Then, yeah, and then I don't even remember where I put them. So need to change that during uni somehow. Some I do way. that too. I'm I'm really guilty of just really carefully planning out timetables to like precise to the minute. Um, and then yeah, I either wake up five minutes too late or something happens, and then the timetable kind of falls through. So mm. <laughs> it's not ideal. But I mean, mm. as long as you get as long as you get the work done, it doesn't really matter exactly if you finished it by this time or this time so yeah and I'm sorry I feel like so far the podcast has been more of a negative one, <laughs> no. one. So, yeah, I don't want to put anyone off I think year 13 is a great it's it's kind of like I think I remember just talking to like my classmates it's, it feels like you are near the end of school like no more compulsory education but you're just not there yet it's it's kind of like I just 
like you want time to go slow because you want more time to revise and stuff but at the same time you just want it to be over and done with so you can just move <laughs> on to uni that's that's the whole that's the whole feeling that I got during and like most of my friends got during year 13 it's just we want it to go quick so we can go to uni and start a new chapter and learn what we want to learn but we also don't want to don't want it to come so quick because of exams <laughs> we're not ready um so yeah that's the main vibe of year 13 I think um yeah what else would you say you're kind of worried about or any thoughts on anything um I'm just really scared about how I'm going to balance university things on top of learning year 13 content um because obviously year 13 content is going to be a lot harder than year 12 content and then with that you also have UCAS things going on interview prep and for for med you have interviews with for all universities and different universities have different interview styles um so you have to practice like the different interview styles separately so that's not going to be ideal also having other entries just balancing everything I don't know how it's going how I'm going to be able to balance everything because to be honest in year 12 I didn't find it easy at all to even to even um, consolidate effectively on the year 12 content so I don't know how I'm going to be be able to do that in year 13 with year 13 content which is harder plus do Mm -hmm. all of the extra things on the side I I just don't know how um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to manage all of that do you take four A levels or three I take four I do biochem maths and economics oh yeah I took four as well and that's why I kind of screwed I I kind of flopped my last A level which is further maths because I I kind of like my mentality was just make sure I get the best in the three A levels and the fourth one I will try my best but I won't prioritize it because of time Um, and so yeah I did flop my last one which is well I got a C which is not something that I've ever got before so (laughs) it's like for me I'm like no (laughs) but yeah you're still um, going to LSE. Yeah, I'm still going to LSE. That's all that matters. Like <laughs> in the end, in the end, yeah, you will get to the point where I just don't care because, well, I don't know who I haven't met who's aiming for like Oxbridge, UCL, LSE, mm-hmm. Imperial. They all aim for like three A stars, but yeah. actually, what we actually need, or like four A stars, but what we actually need is like A star AA or A star A star A. Yeah, like, kind of pushing ourselves to do the best of the best when actually we don't need that and so kind of remembering that might be a good way to like reduce the stress in terms of balancing everything and just kind of keeping track that as long as you're at the grade where you're gonna where you, like a star aa instead of like not like being unsatisfied for just like not getting all a stars um just at least you've got the base grade and then knowing that you can focus on all the other things that you um, yeah you cast personal statements interviews um and i think like a level is a time where you really kind of have to sacrifice things that you wish that you didn't have to kind of just like giving up some stuff yeah that, enjoyment but for long-term gain you know the long the summer after year 13 well should be amazing everyone booked holidays and just prom yeah the lovely lovely stuff instead we got um nothing and but we got like what 
how many extra months of summer holiday i don't know <laughs> six months like mad but yeah doing nothing but yeah i think just remembering that year first when when year 13 finishes you guys are gonna have like the best time no more exams just really like kind of I remember just the happiest day was just finishing GCSEs and knowing I had the summer. oh yes oh, that, that moment that moment in physics paper two where she said okay you can put your pens down now everyone everyone we just as soon as we got the uh, got out the hallway we were all just yelling and like we were just so excited that we'd yeah. finished even though even though people had further maths had to come back like literally the next day but we just oh. pretended like um, <laughs> you know exams are basically over that was oh that was that was yeah. such a moment yeah, I just, just, I just had that feeling. Just remember that memory, that feeling, that that's gonna happen after A levels as well. So keep pushing until that moment. Well, unless exams are cancelled. <laughs> I don't know if you got this um, after you know after after we found out that A levels were cancelled. But I remember in the holidays of GCSEs at the very beginning, I just didn't know what to do with myself because I felt yeah. like, oh my god, I should, I, I probably have like an exam to be cramming for I have flashcards to be revising I have something to be doing and then when yep. the summer holidays just came I was just I just didn't know what to do I just felt like I should be doing something all the time I just couldn't just sit and do nothing did you find yeah. that happen with A-levels yeah definitely but for GCSE my whole summer because I, I never watch TV I don't have a, I don't have a TV at home but for GCSE I downloaded uh, yeah, Netflix and I I binged watch Netflix from like 8am to like 10pm <laughs> the whole summer. It's just, I just, that's right. That's why I just said that, oh, I'm not going to touch Netflix ever again. Although I did end up touching it just because of my friend who kind of was really like, you know, <laughs> so we have to binge watch Netflix the day before results day. And that got me back into it, but trying to avoid it again. But um, yeah, I just had no idea what I was going to do. So I ended up just, I, <laughs> So I did, so for this time, I kind of set the intention of what's something about me that I want to change for uni? Like kind of, because I want to, I want to, I'm a very introverted person. I can't talk to people and I don't want to be a studyholic again. And so I kind of set the intention, okay, what am I going to do during summer that's going to make me a refreshed, the person I want to be going into uni? And so I said, and I want to be outgoing. I want to be someone who, yeah, talks more, who... It's nice, kind, um, not too obsessed about school and just balanced. Um, and so I set that intention and then, yeah, exams were cancelled. I was like, okay, what should I do? Um, and then kind of because I was a stress head in year 12 um, and always searching YouTube for like content to help with Ox, because I applied for economics and management and there's like really not that much content on YouTube and stuff so like okay what should I do I have time I have all this experience that I really wish I knew when I was in year 12 um, so I decided to start YouTube and basically just make a bunch of A-level Oxford economics and management videos about my experience rejection what I wish I knew and just applying and TSA all that um, and then that kind of also helped me with building confidence about talking um to the camera um but yeah and put myself out there and that kind of started the roller but the journey of just meeting more year 12s and then doing a personal statement webinars and then I created a personal statement course um just because I because of like I actually really enjoyed writing the personal statement although it was really stressful 
and I did like 20 drafts. I really, really enjoyed it. I think it was just, just that experience taught me so much about myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, it just actually, you know, the UCAS experience made A-levels fun, like a bit more fun because it was more than just revising and studying because you had to actually go and do work experience. You had to read different books that aren't, that you get to choose yeah. and isn't forced. Um, and all, do these essay competitions and it was just yeah different things just to try to make your application as good as possible so trying all these new things that was what made Ayla was a bit more exciting even though so much more stressful because uh, balancing is um yeah it's a problem but it kind of added that like yeah fun it's so it's so helpful for other people though because like you said there's not much content out there for people who want to study economics with management Mm -hmm. at oxford and now that you've gone gone out there on youtube made videos about it now you know someone in year 12 or someone in year 11 um perhaps who's really on it right now um (laughs) will go into youtube search it up and it will just be so insightful for them and i think like like we discussed before just seeing someone um you know apply for economics talk about their experiences it really does make you think that I can do this too. So you're really inspiring people, you know, and the personal statement classes, they're just so helpful. You're just being, you're being really, really helpful. And you're in, I'm sure you're inspiring so many people. I think it's just because I was just so stressed during year 12. And I just, <laughs> I just really don't want any, any year 12 to be like me who was super stressed and just had no clue what to do in the personal statement and stuff. So why not? Since I'm never probably going to need this, information again it's gonna be a waste if I don't like put it out there um, and even like I got rejected from Oxford pre-interview um, and I still made just videos on the TSA which I didn't get an interview because I didn't do the best in um, but it still kind of helped so I guess it was something but yeah it kind of shows that you don't need to be an expert in order to kind exactly. of help other people you just need to share your experience um, and someone who doesn't know would you know want to know anyway um I guess but yeah so what I was talking about so yeah I did that during the beginning of lockdown um and then that got me to like know a bunch of year 12s and yeah and then through that I started because of the personal statement stuff I got on LinkedIn a bit more and then started talking to year 13s and then met some friends um and then started just chatting and yeah just developing a bit more confidence and just actually talking to people I don't know um and then that got that that got me to open up about my past story which is a long one um that got me into yeah into the podcast and then since the podcast I've learned about coaching because I love coaching I became a certified coach and now I really see this entrepreneurship path more clear I don't know it's it's been it's crazy you don't really know how it happened how everything happened it just like happened from just knock-on effects from stuff that you didn't think it would ever lead to where you were today just yeah unrelated at all that was a rant (laughs) that's amazing that really is amazing because you started one thing and then one thing led to the next thing and then something led to the next thing and before you know it you have all you have all these amazing different things that you're doing and um yeah I think that's so important as well because in a way you're diversifying your identity because you're not just you're not just you know an A-level student now you're an A-level well an ex-A-level student, um, <laughs> someone who's finished A-levels now, you're also mm-hmm. someone who has their own podcast, you're someone with their own YouTube channel, you have so many different amazing things that you're doing at the same time and yeah, I think it's just, that's just so good to be able to associate yourself with so much more than just one 
one aspect of your life which is obviously Mm -hmm. school yeah and I think everyone should kind of I think COVID has been good in that it gave everyone like time to really think of who do they actually want to be. I genuinely in year 12, like before, it's like not thinking of the other extra stuff. That, like I think work experience opened me up to networking, but like before that, I just felt like a robot, just like going through the motion, just revising, studying, yeah. putting everything in my brain, what the book says, and then putting it out in the pa- on paper and like forgetting it afterwards. I just didn't feel like, I didn't feel fulfilled and like satisfied and so you know, yeah taking a pause and just asking yourself what do you actually want in life and kind of the philosoph- philosophical questions like what is life <laughs> why am I studying this for the maths what even is this sign can't even read it why am I yeah just all these questions just started popping up and just <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying right now <laughs> but like even though yeah like A-levels are really stressful and it's going to be hard to not focus just that but I think taking a little bit of time to remember who you want to be and the type of person you want to be and exploring new things I think kind of just helps make a level less a levels less stressful like if I could if I could go back um I would definitely try new things like even though it's like take a little bit of time out to do something completely I've never done before or like just you know yeah talking to different people and really networking like I never thought like yeah school didn't teach me about networking or no no (laughs) never um I didn't know it was important I didn't really know what it even was but I realized just how crazy it is when you start putting yourself out there and you as a and especially when you're kind of in if you're in a level people are probably gonna like be more kind kind of like oh it's so sweet a student's asking me about my industry and what I'm doing I'm definitely gonna help like just don't be afraid and start building relationships now you like in the long run you'll thank yourself I, I think one thing one thing which I have been doing is um because work experience has been cancelled obviously because of covid um I'm the president of my, of the medicine society at my school. So one thing which I've kind of been doing is on LinkedIn, just contacting doctors from different specialties um, and then just interviewing them for an hour a week. Like every week we just have a new specialty and a, and we're very lucky because the doctors actually say yes um, sometimes. So, you know, like we're, we're really, Zoom. Yeah. Kind of, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Just like, um, like a Zoom or Google Meets call. And then it's just been, it's been so good because I think, networking again is just so so helpful and a lot of them um have taught me so much and you know some of them have offered me work experience later on in the year or when things open up so networking is just it's just so so important and I I just think we don't really realize how easy it is to just connect with someone um Mm. you just just sending that first message that could mean so much more later on um you know I never would have thought that me sending one message to someone being like hi you know please can you help us we don't have any work experience and Mm. that that led to you know really interesting discussion um something that I took a lot away from so yeah networking is so 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 important yeah and like don't be afraid to ask for what you want because yes just don't if you like kind of expect that the person would say no then 
you know just not asking that's definitely a no but if you want something try um then yeah definitely reach out and just just ask just ask i feel like yeah we do have a fear of just asking sometimes i mean i used to have it i used to feel like now this person's definitely gonna say no why even bother asking but actually you never know i think like we just need to remember the worst thing that could happen is they're just gonna say no I mean, it's yeah. not, it, it can't really be any worse than that. And I don't know, I'm not sure why, but we're, we're just so scared of asking for things. Um, we think that we're going to come across weird or something. Um, yeah, I mean, the worst that that's going to happen is they're going to be like, no, sorry, I'm busy or no, I can't help you. But yeah, it's just, yeah. it's just strange how we, we don't think of the potential benefit we just think, oh, you know, they're going to think I'm crazy. You know, they don't have yeah. time for year 12 or year 13 students. Like, why would they take their time out to help me? But, yeah, yeah. networking is so important. Yeah, and going back to, like, taking action, kind of remember the, like, cost of inaction. I think Tim, it was Tim Ferriss's idea, just yeah. remembering what's the consequence of you not asking or, like, you not putting yourself out there or just yeah the consequence of not taking action and then just yeah kind of motivates you but um yeah so like how about you in terms of like what's what's your fears in general like what's your biggest fear in general that's a really deep question um I think two two things come like the two first things that kind of come to mind is one um this is, I think this is really bad. It's, it's a really stupid fear that someone's going to ask me like, oh yeah, what, you know, what's going on? Are you, are you studying? Are you doing what? And I'm going to have to say something like, oh, I didn't, I didn't get my grades or I didn't, I didn't make, I didn't get any offers. And it's going to be so embarrassing for me to say. And mm. I think I'm just so scared of someone, someone else asking me um, and me not having an answer. That's what I'm, I'm really scared of in the future. Also, I'm also just really scared of disappointing myself because mm. I think on the inside, we all know, like we see sparks of us doing amazing things once in a while. And then we think in that moment, you know, I can, I can do this. And I'm just really scared that perhaps on results day next year, I'm going to open that envelope and be like, oh, and it won't be because I'm not scared that I'll work hard and I won't, I won't get it because I'm, you know, I can only do my best. I'm just scared that I'm going to look back and think I should have done I could have done more and that I would have been in a much better position now um which is good in a way I guess because it pushes you but like you said sometimes it makes you push yourself too much Mm. um and too much over the edge I'm just I'm really terrified of looking back and regretting how little work I did so that Mm. sometimes leads to me overworking or doing way too much um like you said pushing yourself a little bit too much um is not great I'm I'm quite terrified of that yeah and that's kind of that was my fear as well which is why I kind of drove myself too much but it's hard isn't it what is the balance what is the right balance I guess it's different for everyone but I think kind of catching yourself like for me when I do too much work I can just I can just feel my brain just like yeah shut whatever I look at it just doesn't go in just doesn't and but what I would do is just even if it doesn't go in I would try to do something else that's a different activity that's still revision related and I wish I just took a break I wish I just let myself that's done for the day it's just not do anything let my brain rest as opposed to 
okay, I can't focus at all. I have no, nothing's going in. Let me do something else that relates to something revision still. Like, at least I'm doing something. So, yeah, I would say, hmm, I don't know. Balance for me would be to, when I realise that I my brain is dying, I other than trying to do a different activity that's kind of tricking myself that I'm doing work, just like, just accept that my brain's dead and I, I deserve a break and yeah that's balance <laughs> I think that's what I'm going to do in uni I think but um yeah I guess and the feel of like embarrassment how how does that could you like explain a bit more I think um I've always just kind of been able to I'm just scared that someone's going to ask me something and I won't be able to be proud of what I'm saying so um you know, if someone's asking me what university I go to and I'll be like, oh, I, I didn't get in or something like that. And then instantly the person is going to be like, what? You didn't get into Oxbridge? Like, how dare you think, you know, I'm just, obviously that's not going to happen. Um, yeah. And there are so many other options if you don't get into where you want the first time. But I think it's just, again, um, going back to what we said before, being in a school, being in a grammar school especially, where everyone yeah. else around you is so smart. Um, where I, My old school was also a grammar school, but it definitely wasn't as intense. And grades were quite taboo. Like you never really, I don't recall really talking about grades, except where it, I was upset and my friend would be like, oh, it's okay, you know, it's okay, you can do better next time. But at the school I'm now, everyone talks about grades like completely openly. It's not really something you hide. Everyone knows all your results. Um, and I think when you don't do well or when someone else doesn't do well, then it's, I, I kind of see this thing where, you know, someone's asked them, oh, what did you get on the biology test? And they'll be like, oh, well, I got, uh, I did really bad. I got this. And it's just that, it's just that hesitation when you say it. Um, I just don't want to, I don't know. It's, it's so silly because it's external validation. I know that's not great, but I don't know. Um, it's just, I just don't want to be embarrassed of where I am. Um, and yeah, and I think the embarrassment specifically, I think it will be if I don't work hard enough. If I know that I've tried my best and I don't get in where I want to, then I don't think I'll be embarrassed at all. But mm. if I know that I didn't work as hard as I could have, um, then I think that's quite scary to me. So, yeah. What would, like, working as what would like a working as hard as you can what would that look like okay a little bit of a story, a little bit of a flashback when we went when um, I was in year 11 and we were doing GCSEs I don't know why but I was so scared um I think probably because it was the first time that I was gonna have a results day it was like first proper major exams after the 11 plus so I was really really scared and I revised so, so, so much. I used to wake up at 5 a.m. minimum every day, sometimes even 4. I used to start from 4, um, revise until like 7, and then get ready for school. And then in school, like you said, revise at lunchtime. At least I'd eat as quick as I could, then run down to the IT room, revise second half of lunch. And then um, after that, come home, have a snack, whatever, and revise all evening as well. And I look back and, you know, it was good because at least at least I kept it to just exam season. But I wish I just kind of had a bit more fun because sometimes my friends would be like, 
you know, just come and chat with us in the canteen or sit with us. And it's good that I work so hard, but I think, oh, I, I do, like you said, I do wish that I had just relaxed a bit more. Also, mm. in years, which is quite weird, but I just remembered in like year seven, eight, nine, you know, I feel, I see myself in you quite a lot. Um, you, know, you said you felt like you were yeah. always pushing yourself too much. Looking back, even in year seven, eight and nine, I was that really, I was that one annoying kid that the teacher said, oh, write a paragraph for homework. And I'd come back with like seven pages. Yeah, that was me. Um, and especially at that time, I just wished I'd relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, doing too much work for me, what I see that as now is just doing too much work to the point that I'm actually lessening the quality, reducing the quality of work that I'm doing. So if I'm working so much that actually I'm being a lot less efficient than I would if I just work less, then I think that's mm-hmm. that's too much work. Yeah, it's, that's interesting. And so that kind of mean like, thinking of like where did this kind of study holic or like you know pushing yourself so much? Where did that come from? Did it come from like the fear of being embarrassed, the fear of what other people think, what we're gonna get, or you know we want to avoid, yeah, avoid embarrassment of telling people what grades we got? Could that be the root cause? I was thinking about this the other day actually. Um, I think. For me personally, you know, you always hear of these CEOs who are on four hours of sleep and work, you know, so much yeah. every single day or like, um, you know, it, it's it's really inspiring, obviously. And also hearing about the students who um, whose parents were refugees, for example, and they went they went and got all A stars and they struggled so yeah. much and they pulled all nighters all the time. And I feel like it really is this hustle culture of if you're not struggling, you're not working. If you're not, if you're not like constantly sleep deprived, if you're yeah. not depriving us, if you're not like missing dinner to study, if you're not like really, really struggling and compromising on yourself, um, then you're not working hard enough. I think that's so, so, so toxic, but mm. it's just, it's just what we're kind of fed in the media when we hear that, you know, when students in India, for example, there's always news every single year of the students in India who studied under the lampposts because they didn't have lights in their house and topped and topped the country or something. And you know, that's great. It's really, really inspiring. But it makes you think that, oh, do I need to do I need to be studying all night to do well? Mm, um if I'm true. if I'm sleeping and not studying, does that mean I'm not working hard enough? Am I too comfortable? And I think that's I think that's kind of where it stems from. Mm, I completely agree I think yeah I because I I watch a lot of like interviews and videos of like entrepreneurs and just you know they all like most of them in the beginning they gave up everything they went they were in their like dorms and uni or in a garage sleeping on their parents couch and just like giving it all just working 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 grinding 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 and not giving themselves a break um, and then they got to where they are today and just like oh my gosh I need to do that because if I do that then I'll get to where they want that where they are um, but is it true I mean maybe but is it is it like not true that we can't take a break take a bit more breaks and still get to where we want to be kind of thing I think we can because I have a I have someone in my class she's so well she's just crazy smart and I see her play video games in breaks I see her go to have yeah lunch with friends and even sometimes like doesn't really take lessons that seriously but she's like 
going to Cambridge um wow. and seeing her is like wow like that's inspiring how 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 I think I see that yeah I yeah. see that at the school I am um right now as well people can do both I've seen people who go to parties um and they go out all the time and you know they they muck around in lessons and then it comes to you know doing a test and getting the results back and they would have done you know the best in the class when they were mucking about the whole term Um, so I think yeah I think it is possible to just have fun and do work at the same time um yeah yeah I agree I think we need to try I think I haven't I haven't I was yeah I didn't even let myself really try for like a week or like longer than a week I never let myself even try to see if the balance worked so I think it's you don't lose anything from maybe giving yourself like two months of prioritizing breaks and sleep and then lastly study and then see how the test goes this is a good thing to do in the beginning of year 13 or year 12 I think to just kind of really find the balance Um, yeah I guess Hmm. yeah um, so a question that I ask every guest is what does their next best version of themselves look like and how do they plan to take action to get there? Oh, okay. Um, I think the next best version of me, I think is someone who believes in herself more. I think she, she's happy with how much work she's doing she doesn't feel guilty when she's taking breaks because she knows that she deserves them and she's not constantly moving on to the next thing. So if she's got, if she's achieved something, if she's achieved a goal that she's had for a long time, she won't be like, okay, and then move on to the next thing. Cause that's what I do right now. Every time I get something or I achieve, I achieve something that I've been wanting for a long time. Like, okay, I applied, I got it next. That was yeah. done. I don't reward myself and I I just can't enjoy that in the moment. And I think I would want to do that in the future. So yeah, just someone who's more confident um, in what they're doing is probably what I want to be. What about Mm. you? Um, Me? Oh, um, I don't remember what I said last time. I think I just, yeah, I think I want to be a bit more confident in terms of like for me, because I'm working on just developing this like coaching business thing and, I realized and I've been learning about like you know sales and just how to talk to people and I realized if I don't have 100% confident in like the product I'm offering then you know don't even try to go and sell it to someone and in this case the kind of product I'm offering is myself so that means I need to develop full confidence in myself and like believe that I can actually help people um and I'd say that is quite a bit that's a bit hard <laughs> sometimes so it's something I'm working on at the moment quite a journey but I'll get there I just have to be like one day I'll just be like super confident I can do everything like what results do you want yep a hundred percent guarantee I can do that for you <laughs> oh maybe one day but um yeah so how about you like what's what's the proudest thing or like what are you most proud of about yourself oh um that's a really difficult question in general I'd say when I want something, like if I want to achieve something, I won't, I won't stop until I get it, um, which is great. But then, as we mentioned in this podcast, it's not, it's not good to overwork. So yeah, mm. that and also, I think 
I think talking to people is something that I'm also really proud of because it's opened up so many doors for me that I I literally can't even tell you. Um, talking to year 13s like you and talking to year 13s at my school as well, talking to people who um, got into Oxbridge and I think just seeing, just talking to them. Um, yeah, I'm honestly just so proud that I went and it sounds so silly that, um, you know, you're proud of the fact that you went and talked to someone like, oh, well done. But <laughs> no, but um, it's it's honestly been so helpful because now talking to the year 13s, I know what I need to do going forward. Like, what do medicine personal statements look like? Like, I know all those things now. So I'm I'm most, yeah, I'm really proud of that. And I think I'm just, yeah, those are the two things I'm probably most proud of. What about mm. you? <laughs> Me. Um, I think I think the same kind of um, like if I know that I want something and I know that I need to get out of my comfort zone to get there and it's not going to feel comfortable um, I will still do it because I know the outcomes will be good even though I just don't want to do it I would still do it like even if it means no sleep I would do it which is kind of bad as well <laughs> um, but I guess kind of Maybe, you know, maybe, like, we're happy, I guess. It's not it's not a bad thing that we, you know, work ourselves too hard. I, I, eventually, there will be a time where we would just break. Um, yeah. And that might just be our personality. That might just be something that is a part of us that we might not change or you know we might want to change but I don't know like in one like in one like yeah one way I feel like I regret not like taking breaks and stuff but on the other hand it's just I wouldn't say I hated it I mean I did I found it very stressful and I just didn't like revision and didn't like study in general but I didn't hate working kind of thing you know that's a bit yeah like, I don't know if it makes sense but I didn't yeah I don't yeah. know that makes sense I kind yes. of think of it as um as like filling up a filling up a glass um with the whole stress thing because I feel like um you kind of you have so many things going on it's like you're filling up the glass full of water and then at some point it overfills yeah and I think at some points especially in year 12 I think we definitely got very close to the top of that glass when it was just so many different things going on um at the same mm -hmm. time but yeah, no, I completely agree. It's 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 a good thing to push yourself because ultimately, you know, you got into LSE, you did get really amazing grades. Um, but sometimes it means that we compromise on things which are also really, really important and that we can't, we shouldn't really be looking over like our mental health and just, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think just, yeah, there's like so many like, for example, impact theory, Tom, he's has quoted like there's no such thing as balance. Like balance doesn't exist if you want to, you know, get what you want. And like even though I've just I've never had balance in my life and kind of that's my goal to have balance. At the same time I feel like I'm so like I like not having balance. I feel so bad, like I really should be giving proper advice for year for coming year thirteens, but I think the reality is I was a mess and I think most of my other classmates were also a mess and so the advice is that you will you, it's kind of the same as year 12 except you have to make sure you also 
go back to year 12 content um and try to enjoy the UCAS like don't yeah just really try to have fun with the UCAS stuff because I think because I did have a lot of fun writing my personal statement I had a lot of fun writing essay competitions and going to work experience it was really exciting like finally I get to like go out because like GCSE just stuck stayed at home all day didn't go out to party or like anything but like A levels I did like go out for work experience and just meeting people and that was fun so yeah just have fun but also I don't know what I'm saying just like try to have fun even though it's super stressful um and just remember that it's going to be worth it like on like when you get your results and you realize that you got in that feeling is just like I actually what like it's just it's a (laughs) it's a really good feeling that you would like it's just it's just you'll be so proud of yourself you'd be like I can't believe that these two years paid off. Like you would probably, I I really didn't think that I would get in. I was so anxious. I just just didn't think I'd get in, and just lose like anxiety and just like oh stress, blah blah blah. But then you open that in like well, the envelope, but you open track, and then congratulations, your place at your dream university is confirmed. You're like, damn, oh. I actually, actually, actually got in. Like wow. So, like, remember, just remember that day is coming for you guys and don't give up now. I know it's stressful. I know there's one more year, but time is just going to fly. And just remember, just, like, vision your dream university right now in your head and just the feeling of getting, you know, track, yeah, track open, getting that letter of, like, congratulations, your place is confirmed. Kind of asking yourself, I'm proud of myself, I got there. What did I do during year 13 that, you know, got me to this place? What did I do? Just like working backwards, what did you do or what are you going to do this year? You want to ask yourself, what do you want to improve? What do you want to do differently in year 13, knowing that in results day you're going to get into your, like, dream uni? What have you done that led to that day? Kind of have a think of that and if you have any suggestions then um yeah feel free to well i don't think there's a comment section on spotify and or apple Podcasts, which is sad um yeah dm me <laughs> on Instagram or linkedin to tell me what you're going to do and take action on um but yeah what, what would you think what would you do differently you think during year 13 or would you do anything differently i think revise more um efficiently don't don't go off of what you think you should be doing but do do what I know works for me. Um, I think I always get really intimidated by people who have made pages and pages of beautifully handwritten notes, but mm. um, I, I don't make any personally. I, I'm not really like a notes person, um, mm. but I, I always just, whenever I see people with these massive ring binders of, you know, calligraphy titles, yeah. like color coded, I just think, oh, I don't have that. My notes are really messy. And, mm. you know, I've just, I've just written them down. Um, so I'd say don't, think about how other people are rising. If you know there's a method that works for you, just I would just tell myself to just do it, not to worry about how other people are doing things. Um, and yeah, I think that's probably what I do differently. Yeah, no, I agree. Like <laughs> beginning of year 12, my psychology folder was like, I printed all these like kind of, cause I, I, I was like kind of, I think I'm a bit of like 
and all like visual learner. So I kind of you know printed all these like drawings and photos and then yeah, coloured notes and stuck them using glue at the beginning of year thirteen, at year twelve. And then by the end of year thirteen, I literally is just like all black and just no 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 like drawings or anything, just black and like just abbreviations really messy handwriting it's just like a massive difference so <laughs> uh, like <laughs> you would get to the point where you're just like sick of um like because I knew that I was just doing the notes to like make it look pretty and just I had time but yeah by the end of year 13 it just looks like yeah nothing <laughs> so it's it's all about just making sure that it's in the brain I guess yeah I, I I don't really agree with how school teaches us stuff in terms of just like making us memorize stuff and then put it on paper but sometimes just that's the reality. And if you want to get through that, then just make sure that's in your brain, I guess. Yeah. I also wish wish I'd talked to teachers a bit more. Like if I wasn't sure about something, I wish as soon as in a lesson when I realized, okay, I don't really know what the teacher's saying. I wish right then I would have just put my hand up and be like, sir or miss, please can you just explain that again? I, I I didn't really pick that up because then I feel like I've wasted I wouldn't say wasted because eventually I did go home and then look over it again but I could have yeah. spent that time doing something else when in class I just felt like what's the what no one's going to think you're dumb if you don't understand it straight away there's nothing wrong I wish I would have just told myself there's nothing wrong with you if you don't understand it right now just because you don't understand mm-hmm. it right now doesn't mean you won't understand it later on it just means that the way that the teachers explained it to you it doesn't make sense it doesn't make you um it doesn't make you stupid in any way so I think in year 13 as well if at well, I'm going to try and do this. Um, but if at any point in a lesson I feel like okay, I, I don't really understand what's happening, or I don't really understand, even if it was a tiny thing, I'm going to try my best to just put my hand up right there and then be like, mm-hmm. I didn't understand because, oh, in year twelve, I I feel like I didn't do that enough. Mm. Why is that? I think partly. I mean, this is going to sound a bit like an excuse now, but partly I think it was because. Um, I moved school. So from year seven to 11, I was in a different school. And then in like 12 and 13, I'm in a, in a different school. So in at my old school, I was quite comfortable doing those things because I felt like I knew everybody and I knew the teachers. But um, at my at my new school, you know, I'd, I'd heard everyone here was really smart and mm. they were because every time the chemistry lesson, for example, the teacher would put a question on the board and I'd just be working through it. And the guy next to me would just be like, bam, 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 writing it all down. Like, you know, typing into this calculator super, super fast, done. Bish, bash, bosh, all done. And I was just so intimidated and so scared that someone was going to, like people were going to think I was stupid if I I asked. Um, And also not just the people, but the teachers as well. I didn't want the first impression of me to be the girl who doesn't understand anything. So I I preferred at the beginning to just go over things on my own rather than asking a teacher, but mm. which I guess is okay if you get it done, but long term it's just not sustainable because yeah. it, it's just so much easier to get it sorted in lesson. Yeah. So yeah, like, would you like kind of think of it f- five seconds of feeling stupid and embarrassed or going into the exam and not knowing how to do the question because exactly. you didn't ask that question <laughs> yeah exactly. definitely not worth it yeah I'm sorry it took so much of your time but I'm really interested in just because we didn't like I like I think the topic is kind of about like feeling of embarrassment and feeling of just yeah kind of stupid and just like you know what other people think 
how can someone who feels the same way just like you know asking questions just feel like yeah you sh especially in an environment where everyone is like super clever and you feel like oh I, I should I should know this and so it's embarrassing like how would how could someone overcome that how could someone deal with that I think starting with um what I started doing was I didn't want to ask questions in in the classroom itself because I felt like at the beginning, it was very difficult when I didn't know these 30 other people in the room with me. Um, so what I actually did was at lunchtime or break time or before school, I just go knock on the door of whichever teacher um, or whichever department they were in. I'd be like, sir, I didn't really understand this. Please, can we go over this? Or I did this question. Can you just have a look at it? And I think starting with that um, and interacting with the teacher was was really helpful um and then building up building up from that and then being more comfortable to ask um in class discussions and also participating in class discussions like even when you know the answer um put your hand up and just you know have a go mm. i think just being more present in the classroom makes it easier to then say if you're not sure um mm -hmm. because if you're not saying anything at all Sometimes we can think that our only impression of the uh, in the class is going to be when we when we don't know something. But I think just engaging with the class, putting your hand up if you know the answer, having a go, and when you're not sure, um, yeah, just asking. And if you really don't really want to ask in front of the class at all, then send the teacher an email, or better, go at lunchtime or break time, and then mm. talk to the teacher about whatever. Yeah, I agree. There's so many different options you can do if you don't want to do the direct put your hands up route. But I think eventually, kind of the more yeah, the more you do it, the more you realize that feeling of being that feeling of being stupid or feeling being embarrassed. It's it's just a feeling that you have, and like no one would actually, no one would actually like think that because kind of if kind of yeah. like putting yourself in a different situation, if you see your friend not knowing a question. And raise their hand up. What would you think? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> what would you think if, like, because like the reality that I didn't really like say is that you know never like my some of my friends I never thought they would ever miss their offer. They did, and they didn't deserve it. But that's a that's a different story. What would you feel if your friend missed their offer, or like you're a teacher and your student missed the offer to go to their firm choice? Obviously, if my friend missed an offer, I'd be I'd be really gutted for them. Um, yeah, I I wouldn't know what to say because obviously, if they've if I've known they've worked really really difficult, that'd be really hard. Um, yeah, I'd be I'd be really gutted for them. But you wouldn't feel like they're you wouldn't like feel like you know they didn't do enough or they're stupid. No, no, no. Of course not. Of course not. And. That's that's the thing which is quite strange because when it's with other people, we never really question it. So if mm. someone else puts their hand up and doesn't understand, even if the teacher has explained it like five, six times, we never think that the other person is stupid for not understanding it. But for some yeah. reason, when it comes to us, we think that, you know, everyone's going to think I'm so silly if I, if I get this question wrong. Um, mm. Yeah, it's just strange that we don't think the same way about other people. Mm, yeah, well, we are in... Well, was it? We are our own biggest critics. So, yeah. Of, every time you want to ask a question or anything, just put yourself, kind of see yourself as a different person. Like you are just, you're someone else putting your hand up in the way. Just, yeah, treating yourself like 
separate identity. I don't know. That might work. Just a random thought in the spot. But yeah, I'm sorry for. Don't want to take more of your time. Um, no, but, no, it's all right. <laughs> no, I really enjoy this. It's an interesting, interesting talk about just year twelve and year thirteen, and just ranting about how stressed I was and putting like giving you guys more stress who are listening I'm really sorry did not mean that um but I really wish you guys the best of luck um applying to uni and I do like uh, okay maybe I'm not the best but um I do if I I help everyone I can so if you ever need to have a call with me to just rant your stress um or anything personal statement course I give it away for free for your 12s um and just anything that you think I could help with or you don't think I could help with that I could probably put you in touch with other people that could help you then yeah send me a message don't be scared <laughs> just ask I'm a friendly person yeah the final question is always a challenge what challenge would you give to listeners and yourself to take action on oh okay I, I listen to pretty much all your podcasts and I always hear everyone's oh. different challenges. And I, and, and I think, like, oh, what would I say? Um, I would say if you've been meaning to do something for a while, if there's a task that's kind of been on the back of your mind, like if you need to write an email to someone or you've been meaning to catch up with your friend or anything like that for a while, just do it. Do it now. Um, get it out the way and it will you'll stop having this thing at the back of your mind that you need to get it done. So just do it. Yeah. If you've been meaning to do something, just do it. Do it today. Do it right now after listening to this. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I, I think like one thing for like, I guess, habits and time management, which I hear all like really successful people do is like if, if they can do it, if it's a five minute task, then do it right away. Don't like, for me, it's yeah. because, you know, if I have to send an email to someone, I, it, <laughs> okay, I'll do it later. And then it takes like to the end of the day or tomorrow, then I do it. But actually it would take like five minutes or less than I'd just like, make sure now i'm just gonna do it right away so that's a just a random quick tip but yeah um if people want to reach out to you and ask you questions how can they do that i'm on linkedin so if you just search for my name um you can you can connect with me on linkedin send me a message i'm also really friendly so yeah um if you're applying for med or anything if you're in year 12 13 anything like that then um yeah connect with me on linkedin yeah Oh, sorry about that <laughs> but yeah definitely connect with you. Uh, she's so kind so sweet um, and like all the best again if I can help with anything then tell me thank you um, yeah. thank you so much for coming and yeah guys until next time I hope everyone enjoyed the podcast please share it with your 12s your 13s if you liked it add a review on apple podcasts and if you're in year 12 and year 13 and you want coaching throughout a level support then please reach out to me feel free to connect with me on linkedin and i'll tell you more about it so yeah until next time guys